Welcome everybody to another episode of Shot in the Dark. I am your host, John Ceno Evil here. Let's get right down to it, starting with AEW Rampage. The Hardys and the Lucha Brothers team up to take on Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, the Butcher and the Blade, and 8-Man action. Total mess of a match here with 8 people wrestling and 8 people on the outside who all get involved. Um, don't people need to have manager's licenses here in AEW? Saddam Sig at one point catches Alex Abrahantes and tosses him down, and the match finally comes to an end when Ray Phoenix hits the Phoenix driver on the blade for the pen. The Righteous came out after to dance and prance around the Fallen Hardys as they had a match the following night on Collision. Dr. Britt Baker DMD is backstage and says that she'll be the first female to hold both the AEW Women's Championship and the TBS Championship and challenge the winner of tonight's Jade Cargill versus Chris Atlander for the next day on Collision. We go to QTV as Johnny TV says QT Marshall is too busy beating up competition in Mexico as Aaron Solo asked if QT is coming back and which Johnny said of course before they did a little handshake. There was a masked man there and uh, Harley Cameron asked who it was and Johnny TV calls him El Hijo del Harvey but Johnny ended up taking him out as Harvey almost stabbed El Hijo. The Kingdom defeated Christopher Daniels and Matt Seidel with Matt Taven pinning Daniels after they hit the Proton Pack. They get on the mic after and said that they don't have a lot of time as they have to go tend to Roderick Strong at the hospital. But they don't blame Samoa Joe, they blame Adam Cole, and the Kingdom put out a challenge to MJF and Cole for the ROH Tag Team titles. And they say it's also it's uh, Neck Health Awareness Month. Renee is backstage with the Mogul Embassy, who challenges the Young Bucks and Hangman Page to Grand Slam on Rampage. The Acclaimed and Daddy Ass defeated the Outrunners and Peter Avalon. Max Caster's freestyle called the Outrunners the AW porn parody and said that pretty Peter Avalon is actually pretty ugly. They all ganged up on Avalon at the end with Caster hitting the mic drop and Avalon to get the pin. The Dark Order comes out after and challenges the Acclaimed for the Trios Championships, but Anthony Bowen says they don't deserve it, so instead Evil Uno put out a singles challenge to any of them as they pick, as they do rock, paper, scissors, of course, to decide who would face the member of the Dark Order, but they all kept doing scissors, so instead Bowen volunteered himself. Aussie Open defeated Damien Chambers and Lord Crew in under a minute and heading back-to-back Coriolis's as Kyle Fletcher gets the pen on Crew. And in the main event, Chris Dallander defends the TBS Championship against Jade Cargill. This is probably Jade's best match that I've seen in, in AEW or her entire career, I guess you can say. And it looks like to be her final appearance as her AEW contract has come to an end and it looks like she might be going up north to the World Wrestling Entertainment. Mark Sterling tried to get involved in this, but he gets taken away. Crazy back and forth at the end until Stat has the Friday Night Fever for the pen and they both had an emotional hug to end the show. We go to Impact Wrestling. This is the first week of the Impact 1000 celebration from White Plains, New York, which I did attend live. I do have a uh, more detailed report on PulseWrestling.com from not only Victory Road, but as well as both Knights of Impact 1000, and John Pollock and Wei Ting did discuss this episode as well on last week's Rewind the Dynamite. If you want a little bit more in-depth, I'll just be going through some of the details here. Um, before the impact, Jody Threat defeated Kylan King after hitting a released German suplex, but during the pen, it looked like King's foot was on the rope. But jo- Jody pulled it off at the last second as commentary brought attention to this little controversy here. The show starts with Scott DeMore in the ring and talks about the history of the Impact 1000 and brings out Gil Kim. The show highlights of the knockouts division before it gets interrupted by the beautiful people. Then Giselle Shaw and Savannah Evans come out. Jordan Grace, Deanna Perrazzo, Trinity, Awesome Kong, along with Raisha Saeed. And then out came Tasha Steeles and Mickey James, both making their returns and filling in the mystery spots for both teams. That will be next week's main event in a 10 knockout match. Santino Morella, Eric Young, and America's Most Wanted were backstage as Shark Boy breaks a beer bottle by accident. Santino asks Shark Boy if he could be his deputy in the next coming weeks as he'll be busy. So he'll be the deputy um, director of authority here. We have a Feast or Fired match. This has Joe Henry and Yuri Uramura of Joya, Alpha Bravo, Bupinder Gujur, Black Taurus, Brian Myers, Chris Bay, Crazy Steve, Heath, Jay Vidal, Johnny Swinger, John Skyler, Jonathan Gresham, Kevin Knight, Kushida, 
Laredo Kid, Moose PCO, Sammy Callahan, Steve Macklin, all in this match. Chris Bay wins briefcase number three. Crazy Steve gets briefcase number one, and then uses a fork to stab his way, his way out of the match. Yuri Yomura gets briefcase number four, and then Steve Macklin was about to get briefcase number two, but Rhino makes his return and gores Macklin, letting the briefcase fly out of his hand right into Moose on the outside as he is the owner of case number two. They did not reveal the, um, the, the uh, results of the fire. His Feast or Fire match, but that will be revealed next week on the next episode of Impact. Team 3D defeated Champagne Singh and Rohit Raju of the Desi Hit Squad. A uh, little reuni- re- re- uh, reunion here from Champagne and Rohit Raju. Uh, Team 3D gets the pen on Singh after they hit the, Div- uh, the 3D as Devon gets the pen, and then after they put Raju through a table with the 3D, which of course you can't have a Team 3D match without a table spot. This was also um, Rohit Raju's first match in Impact since December of 2021, but it was Team 3D's first match and Devon's first match since 2016, having their last match on House of Glory. Josh Alexander bumped into Rascals backstage, who made fun of him not having the title, as Alexander then made his way to the ring, and he cuts a promo about wanting to be world champion again, which prompted a pissed-off Alex Shelley to come to the ring and get offended at Alexander talking about his world championship and called Alexander a mark for him. They're about to set up a match between the two, but they get attacked by the Rascals. Shelley leaves the ring as they keep attacking Alexander, then Shark Boy sees the Rascals backstage and tells Trey Miguel that he'll be taking on Josh Alexander next week instead of Alex Shelley. Kenny King was pissed off about this, uh, not about this, but just in general, and gets in Santino's face, so he makes a match with him versus Eric Young for next week. Frankie Kazarian and Tracy Brooks defeated Eddie Edwards and Alicia Edwards. This is Tracy's first match since 2012 and her first in Impact since 2011, and Tracy gets the pin on Alicia after hitting Fade to Black. Kazarian gets to the mic after and cuts to the screen as they show a video announcing that Tracy Brooks will be going into the Impact Hall of Fame this year at Bound for Glory. They cut back to Kaz and Tracy in the ring, joined with their son, as Tracy is emotional and looks legit surprised by this. We get a nice video from Time Dreamer calling uh, winning the Digital Media Championship one of the greatest nights of his life and ends it by saying that he has to ask Santino for a belt extender. And in the main event here for the Impact X Division Championship, Chris Sabin defeated Leo Rush to become X Division Champion for the 10th time after hitting three cradle shocks in an amazing main event. Definitely go out of your way to watch this match. Uh, this probably my match of the week here. And the baby faces of the roster came out after the celebrate with Sabin to end the show. We go to Ring of Honor on Honor Club. Claudio Castagnoli defends the Ring of Honor World Championship against Rocky Romero after hitting a big uppercut in a very good 10-plus minute match. Check this out as well. Uh, one of Claudio's best defenses so far. The Infantry and Willie Mack defeated the Outrunners and Kevin Koo with a Mack getting the pan on Koo after he hit a stunner and the Infantry hit boot camp in a really fun and fast match. This is Koo's ROH debut, and we'll see his uh, Violence is Forever partner later on in this show. Ethan Page is backstage and said that he's back in ROH, and it's a perfect place for him to find out who he is now to prove to everybody and himself. Mercedes Martinez defeated Zoe Lynn, who is Zoe Sky in the Indies. Martinez gets a submission win with the Brass City Sleeper. The Gates of Agony defeated Matt Brannigan and Cole Radrick of GCW fame. Easy win for Gates of Agony here, heading to open the gates and pinning both Brannigan and Radrick to reach 19-0 and in Ring of Honor. They show a video showing that Athena, the uh, Athena Billy Stark's history, at an Lexi Nair serves Billy her minions to-do list, which she says she doesn't want to do, but Lexi says if Billy doesn't get it done, it won't look good for both of them. Darius Martin defeated Christopher Daniels back and forth until the end where Martin holds on for the roll-up for the win. Shane Taylor defeated Lee Johnson. Pretty competitive match here. Lee Moriarty comes out the end and distracts Johnson as Taylor hits the Marcus Garvey driver for the pen. Willow Nightingale defeated Lady Frost after hitting the Dr. Bomb in a good match from both these. 
Oh, backstage, Shane Taylor introduces Lee Moriarty as the newest member of Shane Taylor Promotions. Josh Woods defeated Dominic Garini, making his ROH debut here. Woods gets to win after hitting the Anarchy Suplex in a three-minute match that got as many moves as a ten-minute match would. Uh, very impressive here for a short amount of time. Ethan Page defeated Griff Garrison in Page's Honor Club debut in his first Ring of Honor match since uh, September of 2014. Maria Kanellis and Cole Carter come out to watch Garrison as Page has a slingshot cutter for the win, but after the match, it looks like Maria and Ethan Page actually... Um, they connected with their eyes instead. The workhorseman defeated the boys after Anthony Henry gets the pin after he hits the assisted double stomp. Maria interrupts a Griff Garrison interview and says that he should surround himself with some friends, talking about herself and Cole Carter. And in the main event here, a very good main event, as Air Fox defeated Tony Nese after hitting a springboard Spanish fly. On MLW Fusion, Ichiban defeated TJ Crawford in Ichiban's Fusion debut. After appearing on Fury Road, Ichiban hits the final release for the win in a good match. And then somebody in the hood came out and whispered something in Crawford's ear after as Crawford followed him out. I'm not sure if this is the calling or somebody totally different. Becca defeated Tiara James in Tiara's MLW debut. I've talked about Tiara numerous times on this show. Definitely see big things for her. Love Doug joins commentary to watch Becca as he has a crush on her. And Becca gets the win after hitting her 450 splash that she calls the World Tour. They officially announced Minoru Suzuki versus Jacob Fatu as the first of two main events for Slaughterhouse on October 14th. Definitely looking forward to that match. Sam, Sam Laterna tries to get a word with Selena Renta, who asks where Cesar Duran is, and says that she is dropping bombshells next week. Selena then interrupts a Jacob Fatu interview and says receipts are coming for what Fatu did to her at Super Fight 2019. She definitely knows how to hold on to a grudge. Microman defeated Sam Adonis in the main event by disqualification. Mr. St. Laurent joins commentary to promote the World Titan Federation, WTF, get it? The match ends with Sinis. Sinis comes out and takes out the referee and starts going after Microman man he's getting ready to punt him but the second gear crew run out to save microman they announced that don king will be on fusion next week before going to a press conference from alex kane who says tom lawler ghosted him and ghosted mlw when he heard that kane won the championship and then ms uh, mr st laurent interrupts and tells kane that davy boy smith jr wants a title shot at uh, Slaughterhouse as Kane looks to agree and we see the calling and second gear crew brawling in the back as jimmy lloyd of gcw joins in the brawl we go to Women of Wrestling Superheroes as a season premiere. Uh, just David McLean and Stephen Mc- Mc- uh, Dickey on commentary as AJ Mendez has wrapped up her time in WoW. And a little bit of a different presentation here with this season. Uh, the way the matches and entrances were shot and different camera styles and views. Uh, definitely have an improvement, I would say, from what WoW used to look like. Adriana Gambino defeated Jennifer Flores after hitting the chef's kiss. Adriana hasn't been seen on WoW since December. Gambino then cuts a promo after saying that she was away taking care of family business, but now she's back and to watch out for her. She was one of the uh, the many WoW women that actually were at WWE tryouts recently. So I've said in the past, but I would love to see Adriana Gambino uh, join the D'Angelo family. We also had um, Randy Rara from WoW was there, as well as Jasmine Allure and um, Holly Swag were the other three that were featured on the tryouts back to the show tormenta defeated fury who says that she is now on her own from the heavy metal sisters as it looks like razor and mesmeria have finished up their time in women of wrestling tormenta gets the pin after hitting the meteora miami sweet heat defeated spring break 24 7 after hitting their new move they call the fab jab on sandy shore to get the pin and in the main event penelope pink defends the wild championship against chantilly cella after hitting the pink nightmare in a pretty competitive main event uh, we see the Beast was looking down at the Fabulous Four from the Raptors after this, uh, reminiscent of Sting. We go to NWA Power. Ruthie J defeated Natalia Markova and Missa K in a triple threat number one contenders match. And she will get an NWA World Women's Championship at the Solwyn pay-per-view against Kenzie Page. Uh, she gets the win after taking advantage of, Card- of Markova kicking Kate down and by hitting a frog splash on Kate for the win. 
Zion defeated Double Barrel Boz, also known as Dustin Bosworth in the Indies, by submission with the Z-Clutch pretty easily. Tom Latimer defeated Rush Freeman, easily in minutes by submission as well with the crossface. And in the main event, Magic Inc. defeated Love Rebellion after the Brothers of Funstruction and Violent J get involved, causing Magic Jake Dumont to roll up Beastia 666 for the pen. On NXT Level Up, Jakara Jackson and Lash Legend defeated the new team of Danny Palmer and Tatum Paxley, but that team didn't last too long as the end when Palmer was trying to tag out to Tatum, she slid away and said this is what Danny deserves after what she did to her. Totally forgot what she did to her, but I'm sure she did something evil. Lash Legend took advantage and took out Danny with a pump kick, followed by the double team wheelbarrow cutter as Jackson gets the pen. Bronco Nima and Lucian Price defeated Tyreek Igwe and Tyson and Tyson Dumont. Igwe and Dupont cut a promo before saying that they are representing the streets of New York for this one. Two big teams going out of here. Four men slapping meat. Both with very similar gimmicks and presentations as well. And the match ends with Nima and Price hitting a double-team spinebuster move on Dupont as Price gets the win. And we have a Global Heritage Invitational Group A match as Tyler Bate defeated Charlie Dempsey. Very good match here. Back and forth at the end. That ends with Bate getting a jackknife cover for the win and gets two more points, putting him up four points. We go to WWE Main Event as Bronson Reed defeated Riddick Moss after hitting the Tsunami in a very hard-fought match for both of these guys. And the Viking Raiders defeated Cedric Alexander and Shelton Benjamin. Sounded like new music for Cedric as well, which I only realized because I think his original theme was one of the best in WWE. Ivar gets to pin on Cedric after the Raiders hit Ragnarok. That is it for me this week. You guys can catch me here next week for another episode of Shot in the Dark. (laughs) 